Iowa everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios. Studios. Welcome to The Hook. A look behind the lines with Mike Palm and Ken Miller. Powered by Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Hook. Thank you to Channel Seeds for jumping on board. That's Mike Palm. My name is Ken Miller. Mike is the uh, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports out in Las Vegas. We are going to talk sports wagering and talk sports uh, here coming up in the next half hour or so. Uh, it's a busy, busy time of year. Let's get right to it with Mike Palm. Mike, you had a busy weekend in Las Vegas last weekend with everything that was going on. Uh, big fight. Jones makes his return to the uh, to the Oct to gone uh did that go as you anticipated it would and were there any upsets on the fight card yeah not too many kenny and the jones match was not good for us obviously for any book i don't think that you know he opened a plus 130 dog and closed around minus 170 uh so all the money was on jones and uh you know first round it was over so it, it was tough to overcome that on the card Obviously, in Vegas, there, there's a lot of people that uh, like to um, take a, uh, take a dabble at a couple of the fights. What about your other states that you're in, Colorado and Iowa? How does uh, uh, how does Ultimate Fighting UFC what uh, what do you want to call it? How does it go over? What kind of business do you do? Yeah, it's decent, but nothing like Las Vegas because you know the the having the pay per view ability and to show it at whether it's in the book or at Bar Canada really helps with the handle because you we had uh, almost two hundred paid at Bar Canada Saturday night for this card and you know that really you know you. Th- that dwarfs the rest of the the right over the counter at the D mm-hmm. uh, on on that kind of a day. So, um, and when we were able to show them uh, at the Circa book as well, it creates a lot of excitement. So, th- having that brick and mortar is a big advantage there. You know, I saw the photos uh, from the D of all the people you mentioned that uh, that paid their way in. Uh, how do you, knowing the knowing Bar Canada as I do, is it difficult to keep kind of the uh, the wander by crowd away from uh, from witnessing, or how do you guys uh, kind of block it off? We put a big, big pipe and drape about an hour before ah, the card gotcha. begins, so you can't you can't see from the hall across the floor. It goes floor to ceiling, so um, it, there's no way that people can just uh, be be, be looky loose uh, and not pay to get in. Well, it's going to be a busy weekend. In fact, we were on the air today at, uh, at KXNO, 11 to 1, Trent Condon and myself. And the phone rang during one of the breaks, and there was somebody standing in front of the Turk <laughs> ticket writers at Circa. I just arrived in Vegas, just made my way, just got into my room. And Trent, uh, I need your plays of the day. It's just amazing, Mike, when people who have never experienced it. See, I, remember, I remember my first trip, um, just seeing it for the first time. And, and pictures, yeah, they, they, they go a long way to telling the story but seeing it in person it's just a whole other level yeah people always have their cameras out when they're at that book and they're filming to show their friends back home what it really is like or when they get out to stadium swim or whether they're up on the roof at legacy club so uh an incredible time here that was a good time last week in 13 okay. conference tournaments one still to wrap up tonight at the orleans with gonzaga and st mary's uh now we're getting into the meat of uh of, of the major conference tournaments as well so i mean there's folks coming out the next five weekends it'll be just tremendous you know there was a time not too long ago mike that uh, the conference tournament weekend seemingly i mean there were people that would come to it but I, i'm sensing more and more people maybe they've done the, the the opening weekend of the tournament and want to try something else it didn't have the appeal 
uh, anywhere close to the appeal is the opening weekend. That's not the case anymore. People are really gravitating to conference, major conference tournament weekend. Yeah, well, and economically, the room rates are cheaper. Uh, you have a better opportunity to get a spotted stadium swim or in the book. Um, so it makes sense for a lot of people. And there's just more games, right? right. You know, let's be real. On Thursday and Friday, there's 16 games each day next weekend for the, for the NCAA tournament. And, you know, you're having upwards of 40, 50, 60 games, even, even today, uh, early in the week as these, uh, you know, the 10 seeds and higher in most of these conferences are playing their way into the brackets. Let's uh, take a look at some of the odds. we got a lot of ground to cover. We are going to talk some baseball on the program. Want to dip into the Masters late in the show, and it wouldn't be an episode of The Hook if we didn't get our NHL fix for the week in there. Uh, so let's start with the Big Ten. I want to take a look at the Big Ten, the ACC, and the SEC. Purdue is the overwhelming favorite. Um, Trent's adamant that he doesn't think that there is a team that will even get out of the uh, get to the third weekend of the tournament which would be obviously a final four um and i just i don't know if the guard play is if the if the freshman guards for purdue if the stage doesn't get too big indiana's got a chance i think i love this northwestern team i love the story they've got veteran guards where are you on the big 10 purdue is a big favorite plus 160 to win the conference tournament is there anybody else that catches your eye the only other alternative to Purdue for me is Indiana and they beat the Boilermakers twice, right? Uh, this year. So I don't think that anybody else is going to beat Purdue along the way. I also think Indiana is probably the only other team that's got a shot at an elite eight run um, besides Purdue in the conference. All these other teams just seem to have weaknesses. I mean, then the Iowa have a chance for a two seed if they beat yes. Nebraska at home as 11, they would have been the two seed with the double yes. bye and avoided Purdue till the final game. That's just, just a, I can't talk about how big a loss that was for them on Sunday as an 11 and a half point favorite to lose at home to Nebraska. Now they've got to win four games. Yep. It's, it's just terrible. So I'm not big. I don't, I don't think any of these other teams are consistent enough. I don't think the conference is really this, that good. I don't know that Purdue's really a top five team, mm -hmm. um, but the conference is just so far down. I'm not taking Purdue at plus 160. Maybe you look at Indiana at plus 550. Maybe you look at Indiana when they get into their bracket, depending on how the bracket mm -hmm. uh, falls, look at them uh, either making it to the second weekend or, or getting to the final four. You know, if you can get to the Elite Eight, obviously you've made money there. Yeah, Husker football and Husker basketball didn't have the best of seasons, but on Black Friday, they uh, come in, uh, They come over to Kinnick Stadium and they win on Senior Day. This group comes over here on Sunday, and you mentioned it. They had a chance to be a two seed, and they spoil the party and sweep the Hawks as they beat them by 15 back on December 29th. Let's go to the ACC. Speaking of conferences that are really down this year, Duke is the favorite. Duke's kind of struggled to find their footing, although I think they're finding it at the right time. Uh, do you believe that they're a deserved favorite? And who catches your eye in the ACC? I don't know. I like Miami uh, there. I think they've been the most consistent team. Um, Virginia's not playing that well. I, we all, you know, we talked about they were really overranked at number six and then they lost to Boston college and they got blown out at North Carolina. Um, I don't think that Virginia team is nearly as good as the teams they've had in the past. You know, Duke struggled with Carolina twice. I mean, they won both games, but they were nip and tuck all the way down inside the last four minutes. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's overachieved this year, but I don't think they belong up there at the top. I think Miami's worth a little play at three to one. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't put it past. What about North Carolina? Just the fact, Mike. I think they have to win this tournament to get into the NCAA tournament, and they well, were the preseason one. The bracketologists don't agree with us. They're in the first four out. So I mean, do they have to win it? Depends yeah. on upsets in the other tournaments, I guess. But I guess maybe if they if they'd have to win two games to get to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they make the finals, they're probably in. But I, I said I thought all along they had to beat Virginia and Duke in order to not have to win the tournament. But that's not what they say. I just don't see where their quality wins on the road are. I, don't, I can't circle any. Yeah. Since you're a Notre Dame grad, your thoughts on Mike Bray? Uh, he's, I mean, they're, they're playing here today uh, in the opening day of the ACC tournament. Um, your thoughts on Bray? They played better in the, the last few couple of weeks. But, you know, it's sad. He's a very good coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, one underrated coach. Did a great job at, at Notre Dame. Um, took him to a couple of elite eights. Um, academic standards are tough there. Uh, and so I think he, he's done, right? I don't know. Maybe yep. he goes into announcing. I don't see him landing at another university. I think he's had his run. He saw this team was, you know, it, 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 it early in the year, before they even went on the long losing streak, he knew this was going to be a problem, and he made his decision pretty early. But I think he did a great job there for Notre Dame. All right, let's finish up on this slide with the SEC, where Alabama is an overwhelming favorite. They're a one seed. Brandon Miller, the freshman uh, of the year, of the player of the year, a true freshman, is the player of the year uh, in the conference. He's a one and dunner. Tennessee uh, gets some loves. They're too inconsistent for me. But Kentucky, are they figuring it out? I, I take a shot at Kentucky and Texas A&M here. I've got Alabama already at a national championship ticket, so mm-hmm. I don't mind taking a shot at a couple other teams here. And if Alabama wins, it better for them. They get a one seed. But I think A&M has played really great the last six weeks. And this Kentucky team, we were talking about Kentucky and North Carolina both not making the tournament. Right. They've been very good down the stretch here. As yeah. Calipari's teams from A to B from the beginning of the year to March – make the most improvements because they're all just coming together. And I think he's a great teacher of the game of basketball. I mean, and Shibwe hasn't even had the year that he had last no. year, no. right? He's become almost a supporting role on that team. I thought no. they played – I watched the whole game against Arkansas. I mean, they're, they the half-court defense is very good on this team. Yeah, that was the first ticket I bought. You know me in futures. I can't wait to start firing at him. Kentucky's the first one I got. I got him at 20 to 1. Heck, I could have got him at 80 to 1 yeah. <laughs> not too long ago. Uh, let's uh, flip over to the Pac 12, which will hold its tournament uh, in Las Vegas. And I'm assuming that there's a lot of people in town for that. There certainly were last year. UCLA, boy, that's a big, that's a big injury to this program. Uh, Arizona, uh, matchup wise, they like to play the two bigs. Your thoughts on what lies ahead for the two favorites in the conference, the UCLA and Arizona. I think they're both final four worthy teams. Are they Mike? And who do you think prevails in Vegas? I think UCLA is going to get a one seed. Um, It played awfully well against Arizona to close the season out Saturday night. That was an impressive game. I think long-term though, Arizona still got a good shot. Another run at a final four here. I, I don't disagree with you, Kenny. If both of these teams wound up in the final four, one is a one seed, one is a two seed. It wouldn't shock me. Mm-hmm. With Clark being out for for UCLA, what is that? Obviously, shortens the yeah. bench. He plays a lot of minutes. Good shortens defender. This is such. Isn't this the most experienced team? I mean, they, they still got their team from the Final Four three years ago it's together. Crazy. When all these other teams got a guy for a year or two, it's amazing yeah. Yeah. how they kept the nucleus together there. And I, I just think they're a team that's built for a tournament. 
Yeah. You know who else is an experienced team? The Drake Bulldogs. They're <laughs> going to be a 12 seed, but they were there in the COVID year for crying out loud. They cut down the nets in the Valley. They won, uh, they won uh, a big win, big win oh. over Bradley. Uh, so let's move on to, uh, to the Big East, just real quick, because this tournament always meant something to me. I loved watching at Madison Square Gardens. There, there was a time that this, if I could only watch one tournament, this would be the one that I watched. Was Were you in that boat ever? When was that, Kenny? In 1984? 90s. I mean, well, yeah. no, I wasn't. But think of the conference when you had, when, when it, you know, Bayheim at Syracuse with Cycli and you had yeah. Pearl Washington and you had Georgetown with those great national yeah. teams there. Yeah. And you had Raleigh Massimino and Villanova upsetting mm-hmm. everybody. And, you know, the Providence was good back then. I mean, th- these were just incredible. St. John's and Karnaseka. Calhoun I mean, at UConn. Calhoun at UConn. I mean, what a, it, it was. You know, before the ACC, I think before Shashevsky started to rise with Duke yeah. in the mid '80s, the, the the basketball center was the Big East, and then the ACC took over for quite a while when Shashevsky and Smith were both there. Uh, I'd take a shot at Marquette if I was playing anybody here. Yeah, just uh, almost about seven to two, just a tick below that. Let's finish up basketball-wise with the Big 12 in Kansas City. Iowa State fans, they take over the city. They really do. They will find their way. They call it Hilton South for a reason. They seem to right the ship. Uh, uh, in Waco this past Saturday, this team was circling the drain, in my opinion. Caleb Grill, no longer a part of it. They played a lot looser. They had smiles on their faces. I get it. Winning does that to people. Um, but Kansas is the favorite in the tournament. Uh, do they, is, if not Kansas, who, Mike Palm? Mm. I don't like Iowa State having to go right back up against Baylor. I think that's I don't tough either. because yep. you, you just beat them convincingly on their home floor. I would say Baylor is my alternative to Kansas. Uh, but the problem is that's four or five, and so it's going to match up with Kansas in the semifinals, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Texas, maybe Texas makes the final, but uh, I, I think I'm just going to sit back and watch this tournament. Uh, I have a sneaky thought about playing Baylor in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I'm probably going to wait to see where they draw here, but it wouldn't shock me if Baylor won this. And it also wouldn't shock me if Iowa State – you know, was able to, was able to beat them. And, but it's just real tough to come back to back, you know, four days later after you beat them at home. Well, the pathway is, as you mentioned, they got to get by Baylor and they just embarrassed them on senior day in Waco last, uh, last Saturday, they beat them Thursday. Then they get Kansas on Friday. And then in all likelihood, either TCU or Texas is going to await. And both of those two teams uh, playing well, this conference has been a, just a juggernaut all season long and somebody will cut down the nets on, uh, on Saturday night. Well, let's move on. Let's save the college basketball. Well, before we do, is there a team since we last spoke that, um, you know, you mentioned you got uh, you have some futures out there. One of them on Alabama. Have you invested at all in this past uh, since then? I got, took Marquette at thirty to one. Mm-hmm. That's a good ticket. And uh, I have Arizona at uh, at nine to one as well. And I'm thinking about adding Baylor. I, that's probably the only other one I would add, unless I like Indiana's draw in a bracket. Um, yeah, I mean, they got some players on that team. I have them uh, as well. Um, we can't bet this in the st- in, in, in Iowa or in Colorado um, through Circa, but if you're in Vegas, you can. And the reason I bring it up, and that's the you guys have the future odds for the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. Forte is an overwhelming favorite. Did you see his race, by the way, this past weekend at Gulfstream? I, yeah, his first start of the year. Did that was- get your attention or what? 
I was trying to find a reason to beat him. I yeah. ended up not playing the race, and I'm glad. Yeah, right, because he just – I mean, yeah. Cyclone Mischief is owned by Jason Luch, who's a part of this endeavor here at The Hook. Local people, Dennis Albaugh. Uh, they've also got Angel of Empire, who's earned his way. He's already got his points. But this forte, might we be looking at something special here? Could be. It really could be, Kenny. But it's so early to say, right? And they got to sure. go through this. The three-year campaign is the toughest, right? Because of the, mm -hmm. the, the back to, you know, two weeks and then three weeks off. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I just wish they'd let these horses race a little longer in their careers. That's the, that's I do the too. I'm with you. Uh, well, we'll get through the tournament on Monday and then the fall and then the Thursday of that week, here comes the masters and you guys have your numbers mm -hmm. up. Uh, Rory McIlroy, just a slight favorite. At least he was when you posted this over John Rom. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to bet the masters. If, if, if you make this wager now, and if your guy doesn't play your, your action is action. It's, it's, it's on. Is yep. there anybody that you like Mike? Um, um, Tony Finau to me is a guy, uh, he's going to win a major one of these days, one of these years. And if he does, I'm going to be with him uh, <laughs> because I've bet him in the last two years in every single one of them. Finau's 30 to one. Who do you like? I, I didn't play anybody here that the, they will bet Rom. Um, mm -hmm. it'll be a better result for us. If McElroy wins, we will certainly lose to Rom. I mean, and things will change all the way along, right? They'll change from Thursday to Friday, to Friday, to Saturday, to Saturday, to Sunday. But, uh, you know, we, we, we take plenty of action because of the low holds on these tournaments. Yeah. And as it gets closer, I listen to guys like uh, Matty humans and, you know, Brady Cannon and that, and mm -hmm. pick out a few that they like Wes Reynolds and uh, give yourself a little run. Yeah, Matt Humans to me is really good on golf. He's a, he's a, ter a terrific handicapper, and if you like to bet on golf and you need a little help, uh, he'd be the guy that uh, that I would be looking for. Tiger Woods, you have listed at fifty-five to one. You almost have to because you know you're going to get some. You, I'll use your term from earlier, looky Lou. Uh, people that uh, that want a ticket on Tiger Woods, they'd love to see. Look, I'd love to see it, and if he wins, I'd be happy to throw all my tickets on the floor. Fifty-five to one, fair price. I think it's a fair price and it'll get driven down if he has any kind of a good Thursday. Yep. Um, and if he has any kind of a good Thursday, that makes the tournament great. You know, will you put up a prop? Will he, or will he make the cut? You've yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah, we will before it's all said and done. Yeah. It'll gotcha. probably go up on Tuesday next uh, on the Tuesday before. Well, we promised we're going to do some baseball and we're going to focus in on the central divisions, uh, the American league and the national league. Um, we'll get to all the divisions in the, in the weeks ahead here, but the central division, they moved the needle. We've got the white Sox, the twins, obviously the Royals and over in the uh, national league, the Cubs are the most popular team in central Iowa. The Cardinals sit second. Mm -hmm. um, let's start in the, let's start in the junior circuit, the American league where the guardians won it last year with 92 wins. Clevenger is going to be a part of that rotation for the White Sox. We saw that adjudicated earlier this week. I like what the Twins have done. Uh, the Royals seem to be languishing. Uh, it's not their time at this point. When you look at the Central Division, what caught your eye? Caught my eye a little bit is what happened to this core of pitchers the Tigers had like three years ago. Yeah, not too long ago, right. It was going to take over baseball, and now they're all sort of here and there and everywhere. You know, Soto, I don't know what, what became of him. Turnbull has struggled to stay healthy. Manning, Boyd's been okay, but I don't love their rotation. You know, they got Rodriguez from the Red Sox last mm -hmm. year. I think Tariq Skubal, who I had a high thought of, I don't know where he's going to start out the year at. You know, he's got no hit stuff too, but you look at their lineup. I think you just draw lines for the Tigers and Royals and say that this is going to be a three-team race. 
basically the White Sox and Twins have dead dead even odds. Yeah, Twins eighty three and a half wins, White Sox eighty three plus two fifteen on the division plus two twenty. I think I still like the Guardians here though. There you go. I do think the White Sox rotation could be awfully darn good. <laughs> you know, having Kopesh as a five starter, uh-huh. I mean, this guy's got some incredible stuff. How much does Lance Lynn have left? Dylan season Giolito will be on people's Cy Young tickets, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, yep. bullfit, bullpen at the back end. You still got Graveman and Hendricks. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. I just think the Guardians, see, I would cross out the Twins. Uh, you, you say, don't like the rotation? Well, can Pablo Lopez have a big effect on it? Maybe. Yeah. Um, but he's never been a guy that's won 15 games. So mm-hmm. um, Bieber had a Bieber coming back from an injury has to get better. Um, Savali and Plesak, same thing. Got to get better than last year. I think the kid Tristan McKenzie, if he could ever put his head together, is great. Right. Cal Quantrill made a big step forward last year. He actually yeah. had the most innings for them. Mm-hmm. Clay, you could argue is the best closer in the game. Um, Josh Bell, I guess, is the is is the question mark, right? What effect yeah. will Josh Bell have on that that lineup and hitting forward and giving some protection to Ramirez? Needed for protection. I think the price is a little short at one fifty five, but I would I would look at over eighty six and a half wins, given the fact and and they beat the living hell out of the Tigers every you know they go sixteen and two, <laughs> fifteen and three against right. every year. Yeah, the Royals are so bad. If I was looking for a value play, I might look at the White Sox at plus 220. But my bet for this division is Guardians over 86 and a half. What about the Tigers over 70 and a half? That's kind of where I'm leaning. Just plug your nose and, and hope for the best when it comes I was to that. Surprised. So, so I just, you know, before I got deep into the, the weeds here. Yeah. I kind of put numbers out on teams, right? And I had mm-hmm. India Guardians at 87 and a half. I see the Tigers at 71. Mm, they're close. I was a little surprised by the number 69 and a half. I don't know much of this bullpen's going to be very good. Um, and then, you know, I watch them a lot because did we have them on there because of Derek? You know, mm, yeah. I always will they get momentum? That sixty nine is a low win total. I mean, it, it is. is a low win. If they're competitive yeah. at all, you win in the mid seventies, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I don't hate the bet, um, Kenny, but it's not for me. All right, let's go to the uh, Central Division. I already have an opinion on this of the National League, where the Cardinals uh, won it last year. The Brewers, they've been chasing. They've been there. My personal opinion on the Brewers is their window was closed. I don't like this team this year. I think the Cubs are going to be way better than their window. I don't think they're going to beat the Cardinals, but I think that this Cubs team, I like this rotation. I do. I like the fact that they've made some, uh, they brought some guys back. I like the fact that uh, uh, Bellinger's on a show me contract, a prove it contract out in center field. The outfield looks solid. I hope Ian Happ sticks around. I hope they don't trade him. I don't think they will. Uh, Nico Horner to me is a guy that doesn't get the respect that he deserves. I think he's going to have another good year. Where are you in the central division? What catches your attention? Well, the Cubs brought in some veterans here. Now, will they produce, right? I, I love the Swanson move. Mm-hmm. Um, Mancini probably hitting oh. cleanup, and then he gets backed up by Bellinger and Hosmer. So, they, they, you know, it was such a young team last year. They brought some veterans in. I still think they need to add a starter or two. I'm not a Drew Smiley guy. No. Um, I like Tyon. I like Tyon. Steals an improving left-hander, throws the ball hard. Yep. Um, you Hendricks know, so, is a question mark. 
Strowman's Strowman's could be a top twenty pitcher in baseball. Yeah. Um, I like the bullpen. I actually like their bullpen too. Uh, so it's about the veterans. Seventy-seven and a half, I think, is a pretty fair win total. Actually, I, I had it seventy-eight, so it's not too far off the number for me. I hate the bottom of the Brewers lineup. I just don't. I don't know where they get production. And if you, you know, Yelich has a down year again. I I just don't think the lineup's that good. You're, it's tough to match their rotation, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I like Wade Miley, and they had a Wade Miley. Peralta had a down year. Um, you know, Burns is going to be there. Woodruff, Flower. I, I mean, I would argue they have the best rotation. Uh, Miles Mikolas took a step forward last year for the Cardinals. Jordan Montgomery pitched well for him. How much more are you going to get out of Wainwright? Mm-hmm. Matt's sort of a get me over left hander. You have to think Flaherty is going to get back into form. I agree. Bullpen is deep. I like the Cardinals. They have a deep bullpen. And um, and you got some guys that'll mix spot starts in there too. Dakota Hudson can be a starter for you in that. Um, one twenty. It's tough to lay one twenty mm-hmm. uh, to win a division. Uh, Eighty nine though. I, I don't mind eighty. I don't mind betting both the Cardinals and the Cubs over in this division. I could actually. see that. Yep, I could see that in both cases. The Pirates. Eight, the ace of the Pirate staff is Mitch Keller. <laughs> we got Rich Hill as their third starter. Could be a long year. to be a long summer in Pittsburgh. Or G Man Choi comes from a winning organization. Now he yeah. goes to the. You know what I mean? Their best player, yeah. Brian Reynolds, wants out already. He wants out. And this Reds team, holy cow, they're going to think Louis Sessa is going to give him 180 innings? I mean, the bullpen, I, I don't know. I mean, this is, those are two really bad. I think, you know, the Reds and the Pirates are both way worse than the Tigers. Uh, so if we think the Brewers are going to have a down year, you can argue both Cardinals and Cubs over. I agree with you. The only reason to watch the Pirates for me is a couple of them. I like this O'Neill Cruz, the shortstop, who's yeah. six foot seven or whatever he is. He's huge. He can run like a deer. Yeah. Uh, and Cabrian Hayes, if he can Brian Hayes healthy. is my favorite player on the to, on, yeah. the, on the Pirates. I saw his old man play a lot when I lived out in Denver. He was third yeah. baseman uh, with Colorado, and uh, when they came, no, Vinny Castillo was. Charlie Hayes was on that team, though. Anyways, uh, let's uh, spend our final couple of minutes. So, uh, so the Central, we're both going to take the Cubs and the Cards over on both, and that's going to be it. I think so. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's talk hockey. What did you see this week that got you, that stuck with you? I know you're on the ice pregame uh, for the, uh, was it the Habs on Sunday, yeah. Montreal in town to see, uh, to take on uh, the Golden Knights. Yeah, Knights' good roll continues. You know, they almost coughed up a 4-1 lead. We were sitting right behind the Knights bench, me and the kids. And uh, Cassidy was not too happy. He had a lot of four-letter words for it. He used his time out there after they gave up the second goal to get to 4-3. to three. Uh, but they're on a heck of a run, 8-0-1 in their last nine. They, they beat up on the East here at home. Now they go on the road for five. I thought Dallas had a real good win over Colorado on Saturday, but then they backed it up and give up a goal with, what, yeah. what six seconds left last night yeah. to lose to Calgary after fighting back from two goals down twice. So right. um, that, was a, that was a little bit disappointing to me because I thought they played just great. They made, they made Colorado look silly on Saturday. They did. In that national TV game. Yep. Um, you know, I jumped on him early, Mike early. Yeah. And, and Georgiev was awful. They pulled Terrible. him. They pulled him. Yeah. Gave up a couple shots from right, you know, from straight on that you can't give up in today's NHL. You know, the Bruins just keep rolling. Who's ever going to beat them? It's, 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 it's almost scary how good that they are. Um, I don't know if my opinion in the East has changed at all. I just think it's Bruins and Carolina and, and that's it. 
I still want to try and twist your arm on the Rangers. I know. I mean, I'm with you. I think it's a two-team race, the Bruins and the Hurricanes. If there was one other, maybe it's the Rangers. I mean, for the Bruins to get out of what they're they're going to have to face, we've talked about it before. Tampa Bay and Toronto, that's that's unbelievable. Um, and, and then Boston at some point, gonna, they're going to face the winner of that one, would assume, because Boston will beat their first-round opponent, whether it's the Islanders or the Penguins. Yeah. Uh, Toronto made a lot of moves, Mike. They made a lot of moves. I, I hate to throw them out. Usually every year I just draw a line through them. It's a little dangerous to do so this year, but boy, that Boston has played so very well. And Malshaw keeps telling me, I'm glad you got 35 to one, but at the end of the day, do you want Shesterkin or do you want uh, the kid for Boston? I, I don't know if I want Shesterkin right not now. Not the way he's playing right now. I just, I don't know if I want him right now. No, I'm with you. Uh, has not gone well. All right, let's, uh, let's um, well, finish up with talking a little bit about Las Vegas. You're full um, for the opening round of the NCAA tournament on Friday and Saturday. Stadium swim, a little availability on Saturday, Sunday? Saturday, Saturday. So Sunday's always big, big availability. And remember, if you don't have a seat at one of those venues, we have a watch party both at the D, right. at the Detroit Ballroom, and then at the Galaxy Ballroom uh, at Circa on the third floor. And we're doing that watch party the second weekend as well at Circa because of having the West Regional here in Las Vegas. Yeah, going to be wild. I'll be across the street at the Golden Gate, and I'll be breakfasting down the uh, down the uh, Fremont Street at Bacon Nation at the D. <laughs> going to be crazy. All right, so are those two properties both sold out as well, the D and the Golden Gate? They are. They are. They're, you know, well, there's a few rooms left that we hold for players, but basically yeah. they got the room rates at eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine. Basically, are you mean, kidding me? Basically, meaning oversold, right? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, it's going to be a busy week. We'll talk to you Friday on the radio. Thanks for doing this. We'll probably do uh, well if your schedule allows. Maybe this time next week uh, to preview the NCAA tournament. If that works for you, I know it's going to be busy. Let me know. Yeah, well, no, I might go. I might take a quick run to California with my wife and the kids on Monday, Tuesday, because her birthday Monday, and they're on spring oh, nice. break. So, and then I'm going to head out of town. So, it, 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 we'll we'll finalize those plans in a few days as well. And you'll be in Des Moines for at least one of the days, correct? Maybe least, two. Well, for Saturday for sure. Maybe for Thursday as well. Good stuff. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for watching The Hook. Thank you to Channel Seeds from the Channel Seed Studios. This is The Hook. Ken Miller, Mike Palm. We will see you next time. Thanks for watching here on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.